0: I think that the, the thing is, is like, are you feeling full? You know, or, or is your cup overflowing? You know, so whatever it is that's feeding you, whether it's you know the the spirit of the revolution, or if it's the the, the spirit of the music, mm-hmm. or whatever whatever you're feeling drawn or motivated by. My name is Rama De La Rosa. I am a um, social, environmental, and sex-positive activist. Uh, I live on Salt Spring Island, British Columbia. I'm a master swimmer, a musician, composer, visionary, educator, and um, and I here give some pretty good hugs.
1: Yeah, 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 the best. Here <laughs> we go. Um, and what is it kind of today that really, yeah, makes you feel full or mm. makes your spirit? feel nourished while you were also giving with another hand
0: um I would say this year is really about sex for me mm. yeah Let's um talk about sex. Se- sex isn't just like one of my favorite things it's like my favorite thing you know there, there I was I, I experienced violence last year and was basically I, I Standing on the the edge of seeing something that I love so much slipping away from me, and comment and like the, the sexual assault happened right after my divorce, it was like double whammy, Armageddon, scorched earth, apocalyptica last year. And like, um, seeing this precious thing about to slip away, um, what I I felt like it pissed me off, and I was just like, I, I'm not gonna. I, they can't take that away from me. This is this is my joy, and so this year has been about centralizing the things in life that I love the most. Yeah, it's been it's been such a gift um, to to reconnect with that way and bring that joy in, and then also seeing just how needed that is. And and as we um, are focusing on decolonization, it's apparent to me, you know, what our powers are not because they told us so but because it's what they attack you know what do they attack they attack the songs they attack the circles they attack drumming they attack uh storytelling they attack sexuality they attack our natural bodies you know the natural world, the natural world all all things most blissful and beautiful mm-hmm. right and like those those are those are things of of divine pleasure you know all those, all those ways of communion, the communion of, of the breeze on my skin, you know, like um, being able to reclaim that as, um, as part of my healing journey, you know, decolonizing my body, decolonizing my thoughts about sexuality. And,
1: um, and we really did reclaim those things this weekend yeah. in a wonderful way. Yeah. And you said something about hope maybe
0: you could share. Yeah. Yeah, because um part part of why I I have to keep activism in my in my life is to keep the demons of hopelessness away. When you're at something like Sila festival, you cannot be in a space like that and feel hopeless. <laughs> you know? It's impossible. Like like this gives me so much hope but like no this is like what you hope for yeah. this is hope realized like we are doing that thing like the care was palpable was it you and know it was
1: holding holding the darkness holding the shadows absolutely holding them in there holding the anger all those things yeah. that maybe get buried in in some of those conversations where yeah where you're only talking about light and and yeah. positivity yeah and well, you reminded me again as well when you said, you know, some things when, when you push them down, when you push them down and they pop up. Yeah. And, and anger does that too. Or Absolutely. pain does that too. Or shadows. You know, whatever yeah, we conceive shadows, it mm-hmm. comes out. Um, so maybe we could talk a little bit around those, those darker things.
0: Oh, man. This is so important. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, having gone through a lot of trauma pain has been an integral part of my healing journey and uh, learning to breathe with it and learning to be with it and to allow it to inform me um, has been super transformative for me.
1: And how did that pain and anger motivate your
0: most recent kind of... Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Central to it. Well,
0: you know, we talk about... um, Anger as this negative thing, and I do not think that uh, anger itself is negative. I really believe this is what we do with it, and that it um, is—it's like fire, right? You you can you can heat a home with a fire, or you can burn a home down, right? Things like that. You know, the fire is life force, Mm -hmm. chi, and vitality, and um, and so anger became my savior. Through this trauma, and from this anger, I had a limitless well of energy. I just had so much fucking energy to the point where it was painful to contain. Um, And so, I had already planned to swim from Salt Spring to Pender Island. I wasn't able to do that because of the concussion. But then, when I went back to my training, once i could be physically active again the 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 cold salt water was super healing for my brain um but it was also super healing to have a safe place for my rage because in life i've often had experiences where if i'm feeling angry and i'm like at the world then the world is like right back at me you know it's like oh okay (sighs) I'm like, I bring that to the ocean and I'm like, Rah! in the ocean, and the ocean is right there with me, like, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Feel all of that, you know? Like, whatever it is, feel it all. And then, like, connecting to joy through anger, of just being like, Rah! to the point I'm like, yes. Oh! <laughs> yeah So, through this. Um, I got to a point with my training where my 11 kilometer swim to Pender Island just felt like lunch and that's why I ended up going bigger with my swim around Salt Spring because I felt like I really wanted a challenge and like an opportunity to like really see where my limits were. How
1: many kilometers is swim around Salt Spring?
0: That was 86 kilometers. 86 kilometers. Yeah. And that was fueled by my anger, and the whole swim too. And it was your
1: anger at the, the the oceans as well, and and the, that bigger picture yeah. about
0: oil spills? And, and, and the seventy eight resident orcas that yeah. are that are facing extinction because uh, we're so tuned out. Like, or you know, they only live in this inner channel. You know what I mean? There's only seventy eight of them in the world, and they're like, and, and so I feel like it's just such a failure. On our, if we fail these orcas, we are failing ourselves and the world. On such a deep level, you know, yeah. you know, so and we the, these we're we're on their borrowed land, on their borrowed waters. They were here before us. They the orcas are our hosts when we're in the ocean.
1: And we want them to be here for
0: yeah, for infinity,
1: for infinity, us, and yeah, and have and we can so many healthy, happy babies. For, and t- for seeing the trajectory that we're on right now, and the anticipation that that might not be so, and we can take that preemptive kind of pain and grief at their potential loss, yeah. and we can channel it into yeah. what we do to make sure that 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 doesn't happen today. Yeah, and it really sounds like that was.
0: It was my anger towards apathy. I feel like apathy and denial are are like our greatest insidious. It's super powerful, right? And so, like, I, that, that's that been one of the most juicy paybacks out of this swim is having women come up to me and be like, man, I feel so inspired to just go do some badass shit. And I'm like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I've o- almost re- reached my... Goal of fourteen thousand dollars for pull together, which is a, a legal defense fund for indigenous land and water claims. And where
1: can people donate to that if they?
0: Yep, that uh, that's fundraise.raventrust.com backslash swim mm. and uh, the fundraiser is still ongoing. Um, and this is specifically going to legal funds to um, challenge Kinder Morgan in court this October. And so, yeah, this in so particular, cool. people are like, why did you choose swimming as a protest? Well, A, I'm a swimmer, but B, it just makes all the sense, right? If I'm, if I'm in the ocean all the time, like, I don't want an oil spill in there. That's my swimming pool. It's like it's very personal. It's not uh, it's not like a, a, um, a blue herring covered in oil. That could
1: be me. Yeah. And when we're on the islands, often we can feel quite disconnected from all of those bigger picture things but the ocean is our connector the ocean is you know we see the disappearance of the starfish wherever we are Mm -hmm. we see we see the the changes in the the migratory birds we see that and that can be that yeah that that open space again from which to to plant seeds and say okay look further beyond this yeah look beyond your backyard look make these connections and and take action because you can whether you have
0: very little resources, or a lot of them. And this, is, this is true, and there's one more thing that I want to speak to of, of, of what I created from all this death, grief, pain, and anger, um, because so much of the, the swim was from that. But also, um, this this year, uh, I founded a radical woman's choir with uh, my co-director and accompanist Marley Damon, who's a, a sing- one of the singers in the the Honey Tongues, and um, the choir itself came out of tremendous grief pain and loss and uh and then we have this really badass trifold focus and all of that came out of so much grief pain and loss and anger as well and i'd like to just briefly kind of go around that too because this is for me my experience of this is this is alchemy this is this is how you turn the shit into gold and like that is how it actually feels for me Mm -hmm. and like there's been moments where like a shing happens where, like, oh my god, like before my eyes, this turd is to- turned to gold. Like, <laughs> like share you the know. magic, share the spell. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, um, so Sisters of Mercy Radical Women's Choir was um, seated during the time of the death of the Gaia Soul Sisters Song Circle, which was an uh, open, free, weekly song circle that I hosted on Salt Spring Island or facilitated for, for seven years and over, over three women have come and sang in that circle through, through that time period. The, the trifold focus was, uh, again, like uh, inspired from a lot of my, my woundings and anger, and, um, and that's, uh, um, our focus is decolonization and cultural integration. Activism and protest and community building through ritual and rites of passing. And finding these outspoken women coming and seeing each other at actions and being like, oh, we've been singing together for three years now. Let's just like drop a song here at this mm-hmm. protest together. And then starting to find like, okay, like we don't just have a voice, we have something to say. I
2: met some people on the train and the base.
0: it was like really really healing and connecting for a lot of women and there's also truth around how uh, we bond through music and and the, the production of oxytocin and how that you know singing together is just a beautiful way to create connection and And so, so many relationships were forged through that song circle as well as um, cultivating the voice. And then I began to see these ripples of how women coming together in a circle and cultivating their voice was leaking into their workplace. It was leaking into their homes. It was leaking into their relationships. It was leaking into the community. And within that time period, heard of a number of sexual assaults. and, And some of them had similarities in location or things like that. And it puts me in a position that was very uncomfortable because I'm tr- as a, as a woman's, le- you know, leadership figure, community facilitator kind of person, I'm holding these women's stories. Um, I, have a, I have a commitment to harm reduction. Uh, there's also confidentiality. So how do you advocate for women? How do you bring awareness without um, dishonoring confidentiality? And so y- you have to be really vague. You know, like a person <laughs> was assaulted here. You know, and and so this is something that I had been trying to speak into the community before it happened to me. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking. Uh, and this and this heart this heartbreakingness start, was starting before this happened to me, mm-hmm. right? I was I already felt powerless. I already felt like I'm I'm trying to I, women are coming to me, thinking that I can help them, create a sense of safety, create a sense of solidarity a sense of awareness and you know I don't feel wholly responsible but I do feel um, like I do heed life when it calls me you know if I feel like especially with something like that if you know like like that's like emotional paramedics you know what I mean (laughs) not just gonna let them lie there not breathing right so um like also since my assault there's been a number of people who have come to me with their trauma since then and that's been a really hard one for me because I'm quite um oversaturated myself Mm -hmm. and I'm not a counselor I have zero training and I don't feel like it's my job to hold all these stories of trauma it's not so that's been interesting for me too to be like I love you and I care for you and I just don't have the space for it I'm I'm saturated I was so broken that I couldn't even breathe properly. And breath has been like such a a source of healing for me in my life and just a way to ground and orient myself and just how alienated i felt for my own body to like not even be able to control my own breathing and ptsd sucks like you don't have body control you can get shaky and you're like i don't even necessarily have scary thoughts right now but my body feels scared as fuck you know and i just like have to have that grace and witness myself and i can't be angry with myself in that moment. i can't be like what are you fucking scared of like uh oh, you suck it up toughen up pain whether it's emotional or physical is a a calling of awareness is a calling of attention is Mm -hmm. the voice of of our body our our soul or whatever saying here look here and and the the intensity of the pain is the intensity of the awareness that needs to be focused right and pain can actually be a a really powerful tool in that way to help hone that focus and to bring that awareness Um, but we need to be aware of it right and be with it in order to to use it and to use pain to our advantage whether it's emotional. you know we we don't value pain we don't value aging we, we don't value um uh, body diversity and all, all these different things but um but it's because we don't understand them mm-hmm. you know and uh, pain has been an integral part of my healing journey and uh, learning to breathe with it and learning to be with it and to allow it to inform me um, has been super transformative for me. One was just by the graces, my friend's daughter, magic you folk, her little daughter, who at the time was four years old, had heard that I was injured and said, Oh, mom, I want to send Rama a message. So she, her mom gets on, sends me a, a message and says, Alila wanted me to, to say this to you for her. <laughs> and she says, Rama, I want you to think of all the places where you hurt. And I send them all kisses. Mm. From a four-year-old. With, like, compassion from this sweet little witch. Who was sending me love just because I was hurt, you know? Like, like that, you know, that, that magic little girl need space in the world to be her magic little self and I was just like it was so moving you know that, that that this little person had so much heart to reach out into the dark because I was in such a dark dark place and very alone and her light was so beautiful and it was interesting too is that like I was seeing her face randomly in like in, in my dark place I had, I even brought my bed out into the living room where there's better light <laughs> and randomly I, I had seen her face a few times so when this, when this message came through you know like she was with me this little person and I see so much of myself in her and like her play is so natural and beautiful and her 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 sensual connection with the sun, with the trees, like her, the way that she's feeling everything, you know? And like, I feel like I was a kid like that and it was just beat out of me, you know? And I see her in her purity and the support that her beautiful parents give her. And I'm like, I want that girl to, to be able to access all of that magic for her whole life, you know? And like never have anyone take that away from her. And so there was this, like, mama bear that that came out, and there was this split that happened where um, the mama bear part of me stood up from my bed and looked down on the bed at me with all of my injuries. But seeing myself as a six-year-old girl, and <laughs> I got so angry. I got so fucking furious. Nobody does that to that little girl. And that anger consumed me, and it lit me up, and it brought me back to my breath, and my breath was furious. And, uh, I, um, I feel like I've just been through such crazy trauma in my life, trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma, and I just, like you know people people compliment my strength and can even envy it you do not envy what I have been through to stand where I stand in my life I promise you (laughs) nobody envies that and that's what people don't necessarily understand is that you get by strong you get strong by being weak and surviving that you know, like when you're working out, you feel like your arms are going to fall off or whatever. And those is like being willing to feel weak, wi- being willing to feel like your arms are going to fall off or whatever is how you get strong. Right. And that like if you you can't value strength without valuing the workout. <laughs> you know? it's like, so it's, it's not necessarily something, you know, you know, I, I even warn people, like, don't don't pray for strength you know what happens when you pray for strength is you get challenges so yeah so I feel like there's um a lot of power to anger and what I what I did with my anger is what was important I feel like that I think that's the real distinction there that we talk about um anger as a, this negative thing and I do not think that Uh, anger itself is negative i really believe this is what we do with it and um, really want my community to see like what a little brown homeless daughter of an immigrant with nothing but a backpack can do (laughs) you know what i mean like I you know I've I've come through this intense leg injury you know I still uh, still deal with pain management and I have a brain injury uh, you know I'm a disabled person I I, I have all these limitations like, i don't i don't have a mansion in five kayaks and you know i didn't have a wetsuit before i did this i didn't i didn't i didn't have i didn't have fins that were the same size i've been training for 3 years with two fins that were two different sizes and then having alternating sh- shoulder issues didn't realize that that was the source of it until i got two fucking fins that were the same size okay <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, if i can do like, this if i can do this can then do you this. can do stuff but too. you can do stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. my okay. turn <laughs> okay i'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Well, so yeah
1: thank you for sharing all of all of that all of those things are really their gifts and their seeds to be sown. yeah we'll, we'll share them.
0: Yeah yep all, sp- all seeds sprout in the dark.
1: Yeah thank you Rama. Thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i
2: met some people on the train.